Amen. Amen. Hey, the joy of the Lord's our strength. Anybody out there got any joy today? Come on, let's hear it. Don't be sleepy on me today. All right. Praise God. It's exciting today. Man, we've got like seven baptismals today, and I'm going to be preaching a sermon about becoming a new person in Christ. So don't just take this as it's just to baptismal people. It's to all of us. And you know what's so exciting? God is just saving people left and right this year at Church on the Rock. In fact, we've already got our next baptismal plan because there's like four or five more that wanted to be baptized and couldn't this time. Let's give the Lord praise for salvation. That's what it's all about. Amen. We want to take people to heaven. <clears throat> We're going to talk about, there are, there, there are, if you have a pencil or paper, or you have your online app downloaded, the notes are in there, but I want to say some words together. I want everybody to say crucified. I want you to say buried, risen, set at the right hand of God, and the Holy Spirit's poured out. I want you to think about that. I'm going to briefly touch all those. As a new person in Christ, we die with Christ, we're buried with Christ, we're risen with Christ, we're seated at the right hand of God with Christ, and then finally the promise of the Holy Spirit has been poured out into all of us. Brothers and sisters, it's just been in the last six years that I've really got that in my spirit, and I've been serving the Lord 33 years, so I'm determined that Church on the Rock and people listening online, that it's going to be ingrained in their mind, and they're going to understand, I am crucified, I am buried, I am risen again. I am seated with Christ at the right hand of God and the Holy Spirit's poured out in my heart. I want everybody to, to know that because that is where victory comes from. So a new person in Christ, the Bible says that we have died with him. We have died with him. When you look at that cross and you think about Jesus on the cross, the Bible says that we're to reckon or consider ourselves that we were dead with him. The scripture says when he died, he died once to break the power of sin. When Adam came in, there was original sin and then there are also sins. But when Christ died on the cross, he broke the power of original sins and he broke the condemnation for all the sins that we do, okay? But what we need to say is we did that with him. We did that with him. So we died and the power of sin has been broken. Verse 11 says this, so you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin. I want you to think about that addiction. I want you to think about that repeated failure. I want you to think about that repeated action. And I want you to say, hey, I'm dead to that. And I'm dead to the power of that. And everybody say, I'm alive. Say it again. I'm alive. I'm alive in, in Jesus Christ. You know, the old man, when we know that we were crucified, it just seems like that old man, our old ways, our old attitudes, our old sinfulness. How many know it tries to lift itself up? How many says it tries to raise again, like it wants to be raised from the dead? And we just got to keep beating it down. It's almost like Carmen and I have been watching the Marvel films in a timeline. Everybody, any Marvel fans out there, come on. We've been watching Marvel in timeline. And it seems like these, these, these people that are enemies and these people that are bad and then the Avengers come and take care of everything and save the day. But it just seems like you think they're gone. You think they're dead, you think they're put away, and then boom, they're back. 
How many know about Noki? How many know about Noki? It seems like three times he's died in the show. And it's like three times he comes back. You know, sometimes that's what it's like. Because he wants to be king. Sometimes that's what our flesh is like. And that's what things in our life that we're trying to get rid of, they're like little irritating Nokis that we got to keep defeating. Somebody say, I'm going to keep defeating irritating Nokis. Amen? So, so, you know, Paul even said this. He said, I have to discipline my body like an athlete. I have to discipline. Some places say you have to beat it. I have to discipline, discipline my body and my sinful flesh like an athlete. I got to train it what to do. You know, we got to get rid of distorted thoughts and put new thoughts that are productive. We got to train it to do what it should do. Otherwise, Paul said, man, I fear after I preach that I myself might be disqualified. So there's always keeping that old man dead. How many know what I'm talking about? Keeping that old anger dead. Keeping that old attitude dead. Keeping those old fears and things dead. But we are, we died with Christ. And the old man was buried with Christ. Today is, is the baptismal candidates look at the wa- water. I want you to remember that the symbolism, symbolism is when they go down in the water, they died with Christ. They're buried with Christ. So this water is like a burial. But then when they come up out of the water, it's, it's new life. How many of you guys have some things in your life you'd like to bury? How many have some thoughts that bring you shame or condemnation or guilt? Aren't you glad that Paul said this one thing I can do as a Christian? Is I can, fit, I can forget about what's behind me. I can put it under the blood. Aren't you glad for the blood of Jesus? That we buried it. We can bury those things and they can be gone from us. And then the scripture says we are risen into a new person. Romans 6, 4 says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead. How many believe that he raised from the dead? Through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We too may live a new life. I think about the, the movie First Night. It's kind of an oldie, but I like it. But Lancelot had kind of a yucky past, and he didn't have a good upbringing, and he didn't know right from wrong, and he made a lot of bad choices and did a lot of things wrong. How many know Lancelot on there? Made a lot of bad choices. But King Arthur believed in him, and King Arthur saw what he could be. He saw the person that he could be. And when he came up to be a knight, King Arthur, I'll never forget in that movie where he touched him on both sides and he dubbed him a knight, he said this, you've been born again into a new life. That really hit me when I saw that movie. In other words, Lancelot, forget everything else. You've been born again. When you ask Jesus into your heart, You've been born again into a brand new life. You are risen with him. Just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too can have a new life. This means, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ, if you belong to Christ, let me see you wave your hands. Anyone who belongs to Christ, that's me, has become a, everybody say new person. The old life is gone. The old life is gone. The old life is gone. And the new life has begun. So we're excited about that. So we were buried with, we were, we died with him. We were buried with him. And we were risen for him. 
And as we're risen, the scripture says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus. Hey, did you guys know that um, the Bible says in the beginning God created? That God is the Hebrew word, which means Elohim. And Elohim means plural. So we know that in the beginning, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit work together in creation. Even in the book of John, it says that Jesus said, man, I was in the beginning with God. I helped in creation. I was with God in the creation. And when God, when God spoke, it says the Spirit moved when he spoke. So you see, all three were involved in this creation. Listen to this. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, all three are involved in your new creation. You have a father, a compassionate father that understands you and talks to you like, you ha- like a son. You have Jesus like a brother, one that understands what you've gone through because he went through everything and was tempted just like we are and he was without sin. And you've got the Holy Spirit that's, he can, he's privy to be anywhere. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, as they were involved in creation, this new creation that you guys are, All three of them are involved. For we are the handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do some good works. Some of you are ready to do something good with your life. I want to do some good works which God prepared us in advance to be done. So we see that we died with Christ. We were buried with Christ. Let's say it together. We died with Christ. We were buried with Christ. We were risen with Christ. Now then I want you to say, I am seated with Christ. I'm talking about in heaven. I'm talking about by, like the Bible says when Stephen was being stoned, it says Stephen being full of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit was in him. Looked up to heaven and saw God the Father and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So, 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 so we see that we're seated with God in heavenly places. Jesus said in Mark 14, 62, Jesus said, I'm the I am. I'm the, and, and you're going to see me. I'm the I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand. And then in Ephesians 2.6, I want you to show you scripture where you're seated with him. It says, God raised us up together. And I want us to say these two words, and made. And made us. He made us sit together with him in heavenly places. So we see we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And what that's talking about, guys, I want to arm you with some authority. I want you to quit getting your butts kicked in life and against the flesh. And I want you to see that you're a new person. You died and you were buried and you raised. And now you are seated with Christ at at the right hand in a place of authority. I don't believe that the church is operating in the authority that we've been given. I I think we we let the devil treat us like a doormat. I think we get run run over. I I, I think we don't resist. I think we don't uh, uh, resist the devil and tell him to to flee from us. I think we just kind of be a punching bag at, at times. God has not called us to be a punching bag. 
God has not called us to be a doormat that the devil just walks over, our, uh, over every area in our life. He messes up our marriage. He messes up my business life. He messes up my relational life. We are not called to walk under. We're called to walk above in Christ Jesus. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. See, here's what happened. When, 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 when God set everything up, God put Adam and Eve in the garden in fact, they were, they were created in his image and they were given dominion over the earth. They were given power and dominion. They, they were the ruler, you might say, that God gave them rulership and authority in the earth. Well, we all know what happened. Satan came, brought temptation. They fell to temptation. Well, at that time, authority and dominion was handed over to the devil or to Satan. And he became the God of this world. We, we were the ones that were supposed to rule and reign with Christ and to be filled in, in what, what we said and what humans were doing. We were God's peace to do that. Satan came and took that. And that's why we have sickness. Don't ever blame God for sickness. Don't blame him for diseases. Don't blame him for, for, for when horrible things happen. Don't, don't blame him. Everybody says, why God, why? Not why God, why? It's because, it's because Adam, because Eve, because that happened. Don't blame God for stuff like that. God's the one to take you up and out of that. And if you start hitting the hand that's out here to you, then you got to go through it alone. Satan causes that stuff. Satan causes. Here's what I want to see. Even in marriages, even with things we deal with our children, we just kind of let it go. We have to realize that there is a God of this world and his name is Satan and he wants to kill, steal, and destroy you and to take everything that you will allow him to take, he'll take it. He doesn't care about a thing about you. So until we realize that we are raised in Christ and we have been made to set with him. When Jesus came back, he took back the power of death, hell, and the grave. He took back the power of sin over our life and sins over our life. He took back what Adam gave him. Jesus took it back. So is, is the devil still the God of this world? Yes, until some believers stand up in the God of their world. And to where they start saying, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. And to where we start realizing the authority and the dominion that we have and the power we have. Man, I see people just getting slapped all over the place with life when God has called us to walk above and beyond in life. So we see that, that Jesus came and he did this for us. And now we are partners with God in bringing, I want you to get this. We are now partners with God in bringing his kingdom to the earth. I want you to get this. We do not wrestle. Scripture says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. When you have a marital problem or a relational problem or a, a life problem, we automatically start wrestling against each other. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Your wife is not your enemy. Your children are not your enemy. Your relationships are not your enemy. There's an enemy that we, we don't see. He, he said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And I want you to see, principalities are the lowest rank. Against principalities, against powers, 
against rulers of darkness. And when you study that, that's different degrees of power, different degrees of strength. Like you might say the, the minions are, are, princi- are, are, the, the minions are um, principalities and then powers are a little bit stronger. It's like first team, second team, third team, you might say. But it says of darkness, and then it says in this world. I want you to see that. We don't wrestle against flesh, but against the powers of darkness. Everybody say of this world. That means right here right now see that of this world and then it says against spiritual wickedness in high places the spiritual wickedness in high places are separate from these three that's talking about in the world the three that we're talking about powers principalities and rulers of darkness of this world everybody look at me we deal with them we fight with them Because we have been given power and dominion. We're seated at the right hand of God. God has empowered us and given us dominion to end this world. I even see when I'm going in a dark place that I'm bringing light as I go. I'm taking territory because I'm with Christ. I'm in Christ. But in this world, we're dealing with that. But then in high places, it's dealt with a different way. There are three spaces and there are three heavens or three spaces that you need to understand as a, as a disciple of Christ. There, there's three heavens. There's the earth that we live in, and that's these three powers. That's the earth that we live in. And then there's the second heaven, and that's where the spiritual wickedness is in high places that we don't see. That's the unseen world. And then the third place is heaven. Anybody lost a loved one? They're in heaven with Jesus. Heaven's a perfect place. It's a righteous reign. It's heaven's heaven. Okay? But in between heaven and earth is that second realm. And then there's the earth. So we got the earth realm. We got the spirit realm. And then we got people in heaven. Okay? In the earth, powers, principalities, and rulers of darkness we deal with. In the heavenlies, God deals with them on his side of things. God deals with them all. So don't get real sticky with me people that some people but um some people do that they're like i'm telling you i I know what i'm talking about on this i have seen prevailing power in prayer when i understood this principle but and that's what it means to partner with god when it says we've been made to set together with christ that means we're together with him okay well on this earth we're his ambassador We're, we're working with him an example of this is daniel chapter 10 In Daniel chapter 10, he prayed 21 days. Lord, they're taking away our freedoms. They're telling us we can't worship anymore. They're telling us that if we pray, we're going to be thrown into prison. We're under bondage. We're under oppression. We're in a foreign land. Lord, save us. Lord, come and help us. Daniel prayed. Anybody ever prayed prayers like that? He's praying. 21 days he prayed. And it seemed like nothing was happening. But all of a sudden, when the answer came, he was doing it in the earth. Okay, when the answer came, the angel told him, he said this, Hey, I heard your prayer the very first day. I want you to notice, but he says, The prince of Persia was keeping the answer in the spiritual heavenlies. He was keeping the answer from coming to the earth. Okay? 
And um, Gabriel was the one fighting him. And Gabriel's a pretty strong angel. God sent Michael. How many has ever heard of Michael? God sent Michael the archangel where this prayer went up, but it got stopped in spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies. That's what I mean why God takes care of that. God took care of that and he sent the answer to Daniel. But here's what I also want you to notice. That spirit was called the, the prince, the spirit of the prince of Persia. The king that was doing this oppression and slavery and stuff to God's people, he was the king of Persia. So the, there's also a spiritual principle how you can see that spiritual prince of Persia actually filled that king of Persia to do evil. How many see that? So we see two Persias, two Persias. God dealt with the spiritual wickedness in the heavenlies. Daniel was dealing with the spiritual wickedness in the earthly. And that's where God has called us to walk. Some of you, some of you people do everything in the flesh. Some of you do it with willpower, determination. Um, um, I can do this or I can live with certain things. Guys, we've got to start getting our fight in the spirit. And we've got to start partnering with God in establishing in his kingdom in this earth. So some of you, that's, that's what your issue is. So some of you, your issue, you're going to counseling. You're, you're trying to make the right decisions. You're doing the best you can, and it's still not working for you. Have you ever thought that maybe it's a spirit that's working against you? Have you ever thought that maybe it's a spirit of, of rejection or a spirit of, of, of confusion or something that's in your home? We just always deal with things in the natural. We've got to start partnering. There is something to do in the natural. But we've got to start partnering with God and putting the, the natural with the, with, with, the, with the things we don't say and start letting God do some supernatural things. When I, when, when I, deal, when I deal with um, something real, real tough, like, like, like we, we've had like eight or nine deaths in the last 14 days, Okay. When I'm, when I'm around that, you, you feel the sorrow, you feel the depression, you, you, you feel the sadness, you, 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 you just, you, you take on all this stuff to where when I get away from it all, I'm like a vegetable. I'm like, I'm numb, I can't feel. And I thought, well, you just need to relax a little bit, you just need to get something to eat and change some thoughts in your mind think something good. Anybody with me? Those are all good things to do. But I've learned that you've got to partner with God. Some of it's spiritual. And I'll say, Lord, I come against spirits of depression. I come against spirits of despair. I come against spirits of, of suicidal thoughts and, and, and there's no hope. I break those spirits in Jesus' name from working and on me. Even, even with your, your, your marriage, or, I, want you to, I want you to hear what I'm saying today and, and put some kind of an example in your life in it. I, I didn't think I was going to tell this example, but it, it drives the point home. One, one time, um, when I was 20, when God taught me this, I was 20, about 20 or 21 years old. There was a young person in our church youth group that was struggling with 
with homosexuality. And they were, they were doing different things. And all this was getting exposed and stuff. And, and it was kind of real messy. Um, some stuff had been done. And it was messy. And I was the pastor trying to work it all out. Guess what happened that night? That night as I was sleeping, I had a dream of being, of being that way. I had a dream that I was that. I, I haven't had a thought like that in my life. But when, you, when, you, when you're in this world, spirits can attach to you. And, and, and all you got to do is I say, man, I just break that spirit, those lustful spirits. I break those pornography spirits. I break those, you know, I could say a lot of things. You guys know what I mean. Are y'all with me? I'm telling you, and even fear. God says, I have not given you a spirit of, okay, we think of fear. It says a, everybody say spirit, a spirit of fear. When I, when I tell the Lord that I'm not going to be entangled and then I'm going to rise up and fight things, what, here's, here's a little bit of my prayer life. I say, Lord, I come against spirits of anxiety. I come against spirits of, of, of shame or guilt. I come against spirits of approval of man. I come against these, and I've learned I can do all I can in the natural, but it's when I hook it up with the supernatural that I begin to get a better result. Is anybody out there say amen? Have I convinced anyone yet? Have I convinced anyone yet? On being seated with Christ, I want us to start practicing this stuff. I, I want us to do that. I'm going to end with this. Forbidding and releasing. Look at this. Look at this scripture. I give you, put up the Matthew please. I give you the name, I give you this name, Peter, a stone and this is the truth. In other words, Peter said, are you this, you're the son of the living God. And he said, you're right. I'm, I'm the savior of the world. I'm the son. I give you this found rock on which I will build my church. Next one. My legislative, legislative assembly and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. Look at the next one. I will give you the, say it. I will give you the keys. Some of you are looking for keys in your life. I'll give you the keys of heaven's kingdom. In other words, bringing heaven to earth, to heaven's kingdom, a realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven, and to release on earth that's what's released in heaven. So with taking this spiritual authority and partnering with God, here, here's how it works. To me, it's, it, there's forbidding and there's releasing. And the best example of this, how many football fans do we have out there? Anybody a football fan out there? This is called life sometimes is a red zone. How many know what I'm talking about? Life sometimes is a red zone. A red zone means that the enemy came in and they're first and 10 on the 10-yard line and they're getting ready to score on you. Okay, so what the defense does is they, they, they get in, they hanker themselves down, and here's what they do. We forbid you to get into our end zone and score. We forbid you. We're going to put up a defensive stand that the like of which you've never seen. And it's, and it's first and ten on, it's first and goal on the ten yard line. Hike one, defeat them. Hike two, defeat them. We are forbidding.
inviting you to score in my end zone. How many know that, that that's the way it is in life sometimes? We need to say, I'm forbidding you. You're, you got four chances that you're trying to destroy my marriage. I'm forbidding that to happen. And whatever you forbid in heaven is forbidden on the earth. Everybody looking at me. Whatever we're forbidding in heaven is what's forbidding on the earth. We're forbidding that to happen. And then the second thing is we're releasing. Guys, hey, listen up, guys. This will help us a lot. We're forbidding, and then we're releasing. Lord, I, I forbid the spirit of depression, the spirit of despair the, despair, the spirit of sorrow, the spirit of pain. Lord, I forbid those things. Lord, I forbid these things working in my marriage. I forbid, okay? But then we say, Lord, I release. I release your peace. Man, I lost you guys. I lost you. I lost you. I'm telling you, this is a life-changing principle. It's a life-changing principle. And some of you want to win, and you're not winning. I'm trying to tell you how to win. I forbid you're not scoring in the red zone. I forbid suicidal thoughts. I forbid these spirits that are attacking my marriage. And name them. And then say, I release the kingdom of God. I release righteousness. I release peace. I release joy. That, my friend, is when you partner with God and you start getting something done in your life. I'm telling you. Sorry if I seemed a little tough, but I'm telling you, I want people to win. I want people to win. Some of you husbands need to get angry. Some of you wives need to get angry. Some of you guys need to quit looking that you're fighting with each other and realize you're fighting a power that you don't see. If you've got an unsaved loved one, I'm just not laying down if I've got people that don't know the Lord and saying, well, it's first and 10. I guess you're probably going to score and my kids are going to hell and, and my, my relationships are going to hell in a handbag and my life's just hell in a handbag. Come on. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. I forbid my kids to go to heaven. I pray the sanctifying spirit of the Holy Spirit will sanctify my kids into the Lord. Lord, I pray that faith will come into their release. Release. Anybody got this yet? Hey, I, I commend you for trying counseling. I commend you for reading books. I commend you. I, I, I believe there's that. Start mixing some spirit with it. Because you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So we died with him. We were buried with him. We were raised with him. We were seated with him. And the last thing is when Christ was exalted, the Holy Spirit's been poured out. You got God with you. You got God with you. So you guys that are real critical on how I say stuff, it's God in you that's doing it in the earth. Anybody out there say amen. Hey, we're going to have a baptismal today. Give the Lord one more clap offering today. We're going to have us a baptismal today. So band can get ready. We're ready to go today. Hey, you guys, as you're being baptized,